this evening. And uh, I asked Brother Steve if I could uh, take this week because I need to straighten out some things that Brother Bartlett did last week. And so uh, he's gone and I'm here to straighten things up. You know, he was, <clears throat> he was the, uh, the smartest of our quartet and his brother, but I was the best looking in the quartet. So I'll take the looks over the brains anytime. But uh, if you, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I lied on that one. So anyway, we are glad you're here. Turn in your Bibles this evening to Matthew chapter 25. Very familiar. If you've been in church any at all, any time, studied, looked, you've been in Matthew chapter 5. And of course, we will not use the whole chapter this evening, but we're still staying on the theme of just Bible chapters, favorite Bible chapters, taking a chapter and looking at it. So this evening's no difference. We're just, but we're going to look at basically what, and uh, start out with what we call the Beatitudes, and uh, we're, we're actually the blessed. So we're going to look at a few verses this evening, and hopefully uh, we'll get through most of it. You know, we, as we look at some of the verses here this evening and stuff we talked about we, we talk about the word blessed we're blessed or blessed however you want to you know it's either way blessed or blessed and you know I've God's been so good to me and uh, I'm, I, I always try to come up with some little things and I'm doing a wedding in a few weeks and so I've been looking at some some things to to uh, talk him out of it, and uh, no, I'm just kidding. And uh, he told me he said, "No, he said now, said Lee, you gotta make it short because she just might back out on me, you know. So don't don't preach a big long sermon or another." He said, "Get to it and get us married." So I, and I said, "I understand." He's kidding. I mean, but they're, you know, I've talked talk to them and stuff, and it's good. But, you know, Lord's allowing me to do this, and there's some things. And so this evening, I'm chasing this rabbit, and you just have to... But uh, as I studied this afternoon and looked at it about being blessed, I've got this little booklet that my wife made for me, I think, about seven years ago. And she put... There's like, I think, 52 cards in there. And she wrote, you know, 52 different things about what, you know, she's, she is thankful for of mine and her relationship. It's been, you know, it's been seven years. And she took the time to, she said, I've loved you for 15,330 days. And she said, you're behind 1,450 days because she loved me before I loved her. So she had it down to a science. And so I was flipping through some of those things and I thought, just how blessed. I, and I'm going to be honest. I, you know, I, I, I hate saying that because I'm not lying to you. But and she'll, you know, she'll att uh, attest to this. But when she first gave it to me, I looked at it and I, this was from my was it birthday or anniversary? Anniversary. So she gave it to me for our anniversary. And I'm looking at it like, really? I mean, no McBride's gift certificate. 
you know, not a pair, new pair of boots, you know, a gun, bullets. And I wouldn't trade that for a million dollars. Because she sat in, in, and so now then I, it, it, I lay it on my desk. But it's talking about being blessed. And that's what we're doing about today. The, just the time that it took. And I could see the, the joy just kind of melt out of her when I looked at it. And I was, I was disappo- you know, disappointed. I thought, this is it? You haven't even looked at it yet. You know? But sitting there reading it in, in, in the time, and that's what, folks, when we read the Word of God and see what God does for our lives... This is what I've done. This is what I've done for you. This is what I've done. <clears throat> you may be disappointed in reading a verse or two or reading a chapter. But, whew, man, that gets... But when we, we spend time... I'm going to show you some, a few things in, in, in here in just a few moments and stuff that God has done and, and God is doing for us that we just... Sometimes we, we miss the mark. He's done this for us and it's like... That's it? This is it? I mean, this is it? But the story behind the book, when we stop and we think about it, the story behind the book, the story behind what was the effort that was put into it, a lot of times we forget about it. We forget that we're blessed. We forget that God has done this for us and the the blessings that we have. And there's different... Forms of the word, but the word blessed is found over 302 times in Scripture, and it's in 287 verses. Now, that's not counting bless, blesses, blessings, just or blessed. Just it's just the word blessed. Is if you if you study it and you look out through it, you can find it over 302 times in the Word of God. So we're, that's what we're gonna. Put our focus on for the next few moments is here in in Matthew chapter 5 in the Beatitudes about blessed. Father, thank you for the evening. Thank you for the opportunity. Lord, often we forget. I should, often I forget that I'm blessed. I'm blessed beyond means. I'm blessed to be saved. I'm blessed to live in America. I'm blessed to be a Christian. I'm blessed to be at Victory Baptist Church. On and on and on we could go, Father. But Lord, help us in the next few moments, Lord, as we just look through some of these things that we realize. And it's just a refresher. Lord, I believe it's just a, 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 like we talk about, it's just cleft notes before the test. Father, the test that's coming to just see how blessed we are. So, Father, I just pray that you'd just watch over me this evening and, and guard the words. Thank you for the opportunity in Jesus' name. Amen. As we look at this, again, I've told you that there's 302 verses. I mean, times that it's just blessed is mentioned. And the word blessed, if you keep this in mind, means happy, holy. So every time that it says blessed, blessed, we could you know, that means happy. It means holy. So some of the things that I want to look at real quick before we get to Matthew 
there's some things that we, we can look at. Look at, and you don't have to turn there, but in Psalms, there's a lot of them in Psalms. Psalms chapter 1, verse number 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth away of the sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. That blessed, that happy. We should be happy that we don't walk in that way. Then I, I can't. Go, I'm, not, I'm just going to read these because if I, if I get to you know showing and all this, I won't get to back over to Matthew where we need to be. But there's so many of them, and I'm going to skip some of them. Uh, look in. Well, there's one I want to make sure in Psalms. Uh, Chapter 32, verse number 1 and 2, it says, blessed is, he's, blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven. Blessed is the man whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity. That imputeth means that he doesn't lay it to your charge. He, you know, he doesn't lay blame. He's, you're not responsible. So as we look at, these, at that, I mean, what, a, what an encouragement to us. That blessed is the man to whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity. In Psalms chapter 33, verse number 12. Blessed is the... And here, we, you know, this nation has forgot about it. But God put it in here. And in Psalms chapter 33, verse number 12. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. America used to be blessed. I was telling my... I don't know if you keep up with it or not, if you've been watching it. But this woman that's supposed to be uh, confirmed or trying to confirm her onto the Supreme Court. I got in, uh, I was called a, a racist, and, and all I did was tell, all I did was say this woman's a shoe-in, because nobody's going to question her or whatever. And boy, I got hammered. I'm a racist. You know, you're, you're, you're this, you're this. You're, I said, whoa, whoa. this woman is, there's no, there's no skeletons in her closet. She is the most conservative woman that has ever been on the court. And blah, blah. And I thought, are you watching the same thing that I'm watching? This woman called a sitting president a terrorist. She's a, she's a, a anyway. See, <clears throat> we used to be a blessed, and I'm not, but. She, she can't even describe, she, she can't even give you the definition of a woman. Has anybody been watching it? She can't even tell you, the, she won't even tell you the definition of a woman. And all these people are surprised, or just, oh, 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 you know. I don't know, you know, to me, I don't, but see, we used to be, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. She wouldn't even tell them today, they were interviewing her, she wouldn't even tell them today when life begins. Well, that's my opinion. Well, no, we're asking you that because there's going to be some court things that are going to be set, and we want to know what your opinion is about when life begins. Well, I don't have an opinion on it. But this is one of the smartest women, you know, she can't even tell you what a woman is. She can't even tell you when life begins. But she's one of the smartest women that they've ever appointed to the court. Okay, that rabbit's killed. Don't we're done. But see, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. God's not our, he's, you know, we've, we've put God aside. Folks, we're getting used to the dark. I, I'm, you know, anyway, I got I to gotta get going or I'm never going to get to, sorry. Stop chasing those things. First, in, chapter, in Psalms 34, 8, blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Happy is he. Happy is the man. Holy is the man that trusteth in the Lord. Blessed is he that considereth the poor. Blessed is the man whom thou choosest. Blessed are they that dwell in thy house. Blessed is the man that trusted in thee. And all these are in Psalms. 
the thing, no place in all the Bible is blessed used than where we get over to Matthew chapter 5. In verse number 1, we see, And seeing the multitude, he went up into the mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Here in verse number 3, again, God said, Blessed. Blessed are the poor. Happy are the poor. You know, there's a, you know, there's a certain, don't, please don't get me wrong, take it wrong what I'm saying. But there is, according to scripture, there's a, there's a certain blessedness about being poor. There's a blessing of enjoying heaven even more. There's a blessing of knowing that, you know, who your true friends are. You know, people, you know, and I'm just, but... It's just according to Scripture, you know, the blessed, the poor are blessed. There's that blessing that it's easier for the poor to be saved than the rich. In Scripture, I mean, the Bible says, you know, it's easier for, you know, the rich, the, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to make it. Because there's no need for God. You know, these, the people that are rich, they have everything that, and I'm not saying there's no rich people that are not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it's harder for a rich person to realize that they need the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. They've got everything that they need, except the happiness, being blessed. So the Scripture tells us here that you know, there's, a, there's a blessing. And you know, when there's something, you know, we probably, you know, You've probably all been there. There's more week than there is paycheck. There's more bills than there are money in the checking account to pay it. There's more needs than what we have to take care of the needs. And that's when we get down to, to really our prayer time. God, you know what I need. But I'm broke. I don't have the funds that it's going to take to survive this week or next week. Lord, I need your help. And we get to that point where we get on our faces, on our knees, and we bow our hearts toward God. And God meets the need. We're blessed. because We're happy because we've come to a point where there's nowhere else to go except to ask God to take care of our need. And that's what he's talking about. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are, in verse number four, blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. You know, this is, a, you know, they're all, to me, they're all interesting, but this is, a, you know, normally... We associate blessings with joy, with fun, with happiness. But God said there's a blessedness, a blessedness in mourning. You know, we're not going to get, but in, in, again, in Psalms, blessed is the man whom thou chastenest, O Lord. And in, in Ecclesiastes, a good name is better than precious ointment in the day of death and the day of one's birth. You know, for a Christian, it's better for the day that we die than the day that we were born. Because we're out of here. We're in heaven. We're walking on the streets of gold. 
know, and at times, sorrow is, is better than laughter. For, you know, the, the, and, you know, the living, we see, you know, their, their hearts made better. And yes, you know, it's nice to, to rejoice and stuff, but, you know, there's... I want to be... Some of you in here may not have gone through it. Some of you I know have. But when you, you go through losing a loved one, and that mourning that we go through of losing that loved one, somebody that's been... And to say, I know how you feel, I, I, you know, because everybody has a different circumstance. So for me to say, I know how you feel, I know how you feel, no, we really, but we, we've been to that particular portion in life. So we feel the sorrow, we, we know how to mourn because of losing a loved one. So it also helps us when someone else is going through that particular portion in life where God has reached down and taken the loved one. Those that have lost loved ones know that mourning. They know how heavy their hearts, how people's hearts get. And there's you know, we, we, can, we can help others in that particular time. It's, you know, if... If a person's never lost a loved one, never been there, you know, it, it's hard for them to say, you know, what you're going through, there's still life on the other side. This is going to be a memory in your life, but you're still going to see how God blessed because of this. If we don't stay, you know, so we, we're, we're able to help people. And sometimes I get, I get weary sometimes and I, you know, concerned. Because there's some things that we actually experience in life. But you can't help people through it. Because this black mark, this black sheep, if you, oh, I've been through that, I've done that. I know how you feel. I can do, I, I know what's going to, you know, how you're going to react, how are you going to feel. I know what's going to happen a couple, three days, weeks, months down the road. I know how you're going to feel. But in Christianity, some, a lot of times you can't tell people, you can't help them because you're trying to be a blessing. You're trying to bless them. And all of a sudden they turn around and, Oh my goodness! Well, I can't believe that you did. I can't believe that you're even around here. With, with see, there's some things in life that that happens that we can help others with and understand. And that's here. Blessed are the, are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. There's times in lives that that we can help others, but at times Christianity takes it as oh, I mean. You tell them what happened and it sucks all the air out of the room. I mean, it, can come, come, it comes a complete vacuum. Instead of being able to help somebody, well, you don't say anything. But that's what God is saying here. Blessed are they that mourn. Again, that blessed means happy. And I'm not, you know, <laughs> I don't mean to keep, but 
it's not happy because you're mourning. But it's happy because you're, you know that God's going to comfort you. God's going to get you through this. And people that are, have gone through it are going to do it. Verse number 5. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. First Peter chapter 3, verse number 4. It said that, you know... It, it said that a good woman is to have a meek and quiet spirit. That meekness doesn't mean that she's pushed down. You know, we're not, you don't look at, and that's one of the things I was talking about. Some of these uh, ladies on talking about this woman being a judge. Well, women are finally coming up in this world. They're finally getting the recognition that they need. You know, no, it, it's, see, God said that they'd have a meek and quiet spirit. That meekness doesn't mean that people trample on them or that, you know, it means that they're, they're, they're a helper. It means that the, the, those quiet and, and meekness that they have, meekness is, is it's like when they, you walk into a room, you're no better and you're no worse than the people in that room. When you're meek, when you walk into a room, you're just like everybody else. And that's what God's talking about here. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. You don't walk in and I got five, I've got five doctor's degrees. I've studied all my life. I've got all these doctor's degrees. And, oh, you don't have a degree, period? Ugh. No, it's, it's that meekness that as you walk in, everybody's the same. And that's what we miss sometimes in churches. Just because somebody doesn't... Anybody on a Ferrari? Just because there's, somebody's got a Ferrari parked out of here on the parking lot, and somebody back here... Let's see. Uh, anybody on a Volkswagen? <laughs> oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> Sorry. There's a Ferrari parked out here, and the Guffies pull up right next to it with their Volkswagen. Huh. Don't park that. And anyway, don't park that thing next to me. You know, maybe there'll be a Cadillac or something else pull or pull in here. So that I hope that I'm not. But you, you see, when it's meekness, that meekness means that you walk in and everybody is the same. Nobody's better. Nobody's worse. Nobody's worse, and nobody's better. It's that meekness means that we're we're on equal ground, we're you know we're we're balanced, and that's what it says. You know, blessed are the meek, happy are the meek. I'm not I'm not in a contest to see who I'm better than or who that I'm worse than. I know myself. I'm I, you know I'm like Paul. I'm the chiefest of sinners. It, it doesn't take anybody to tell me that. I know that. Let me see if anybody in here is... Eh, no. I'm still the worst sinner in here. I was hoping, but no. But see, that's what meekness is. Blessed, verse 1, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Again, remember, God said, used that over 302 times in Scripture, so showing people how blessed they are, or blessed, or happy we should be, or holy we should be. In verse number 6, they are, they are which do hunger and thirst... After righteous, blessed are they, I'm sorry, that do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Do we really hunger and thirst after God? Are you excited 
when Sunday morning gets here and it's time to go to church, time to go to Sunday school. Boy, I'm happy that it's Sunday. I'm happy it's Sunday night. Man, I can't wait till we get back on Sunday night. Wednesday night, I can't wait. Unless Brother Guffey's preaching, and that way, maybe I could just skip that week. Let's pray. No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, as we look at it, I can't wait. I'm just... I wake up in the morning, and the first thing that I do is I get in Scripture. I have a, my, my wife has made me this awesome little place in the, it's in the corner, but it's in the, you know, nice little place in the corner where I belong. <laughs> Can't cause any trouble in the corner. You're already in the corner, so you've already been in trouble. So, but my first thing in the morning is spending time with God. Do we thirst after righteousness? Are we, so that we, we shall be filled. See, there ought to be a time where we set aside. Are you happy that you're reading the Word of God? Are you happy that you're praying and interceding for others and asking God to meet the needs of others that are on our prayer sheet? That, you know, God, it's going to take a miracle from you for this to be answered. See, that's when God says, you're happy, happy are they. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. You want, to get, you want to be happy? You want to be blessed? Get in the Word of God. Study the Word of God. You'll get a concordance. Get things and study the certain words and chase those words down how they're used in Scripture. That way when something comes along, we don't get kicked off the railroad tracks because, well, I don't know where I'm going. We've, we've taken a stand and don't move from that. This is what the Word of God said. This is what I'm going to do. I've embarrassed my family more than one time because I've taken a stand for God and I'm not moving. And they, they know if it's, you know, you're going somewhere, you're doing and dad's not going, don't push him because it's gonna, I'm not going there. I'm not doing that. Don't push me because I've, I've taken a stand years ago on this book. And... That's how we, we, you know, we, it's, this is what the Word of God said. This is what we're supposed to do. I've taken it to heart, and this is what I'm doing. And so, that's, we, at times in our lives, it may be family, it may be friends, we have to take a stand. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing this. I'm not, I've, Taking a stand, this is what I believe. I'm not moving. Folks, I'm not moving off the King James Bible. I, you know, people argue with me all the time. Well, that's just fairy, fables and fairy tales. No, it's not. It's the Word of God. And God's preserved it for us down through the years. If God wasn't, you know, strong enough, smart enough to preserve His Word down through time, how is He going to protect us from being saved? Well, I really didn't, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. I really didn't mean to say, Brother Guffey, I got to back up, you know, take his salvation away. Because I really, you know, no, God said it. It's, his word is forever settled in heaven. And that's what, you know, here, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. You want to get, you know, get mercy? 
You have to give mercy. Here, mercy means forgiving. Now, one thing that we, we have to keep straight, see, I want to make sure, the, the simple truth is that forgiveness makes one Christ-like. You know, because it's, it's interesting that we, we, we look at it, the blessed truth is that it's, 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 it's not Christ-like to be forgiven. It's Christ-like to forgive. We can't be, we, we can't, you know, God didn't pay the price for our sins. Jesus never sinned. I'm sorry. Jesus never sinned. So that way he never had to be forgiven. But God, to be Christ-like is to forgive. So I hope that make you know, you understand. You know, God never sinned, so he didn't have to be forgiven, but God forgives. And that's what here, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. That There's a blessedness of knowing that God will give mercy to the merciful. And the merciful will obtain mercy. Verse number, <clears throat> number 8. We've got to hurry. God says that those are of a pure heart. Look at verse number 8. Blessed are the pure heart, for they shall see God. You know, God tells them here, if you're with a pure heart, you're happy. Many times in the Bible you find, you, know, the, you find those statements, it's search me, O God, search my heart, cleanse me, cleanse my heart. When's, you know, I, I just, you ask yourself this question. When's the last time you asked God to search your heart? We got, you know, there's, there's secrets that we keep in our hearts. Nobody knows, Lord knows. But when's the last time are you wondering why you're not happy? Are you wondering why there's no happiness? Are you wondering why you're not blessed? Because there's something in your heart that you haven't asked God to search your heart. To search me, O oh God. The Lord reminds us, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So do we think of God or do we think of other things? Is, is, what, is, is our minds stayed on God? Or is there, and I understand there's things that we think about, you know, I've got kids, I've got grandkids, I have a wife, I have, you know, you think, but, you know, as our, as a whole, do we, do we really think about God? And God, search me. You want to get a hold of God, and you want God to get a hold of you, you get by yourself and ask God to search your heart. Lord, is there something between me and you that I haven't confessed? Is there something in here, Lord, that has broken that fellowship? And we all, we, I would say that most of us in here know that. We've had relationships broken with family, with husband, with wife, with children whatever it may there's that relationship that's been broken because we never sat down and asked what's the problem what's the problem I just had a cousin pass away Sunday we grew up together for years I mean we were at each other's house as little boys we were at each other's house all the time we ran around together we did all kinds of stuff 
I never knew why for years he quit talking to me. He wouldn't have anything to do with me. And I, I, I didn't understand. And it just kept festering with him and festering with him and boiling over and over. So he's in the hospital sick and they called me. I didn't have any. They called me. His sister called me and said, can you go visit David in the hospital? He's bad sick. He's got cancer. He's septic. And can you go see him? So Miss Cheryl and I would go up there and, and he said, he looked up because he had told me maybe a year earlier, a year prior to this, I don't want to talk to you. He was talking to, to Cheryl. I said, hey, David. And he said, get off here. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want nothing to do with you. I, I, I ought to, as God is my witness, I had no idea what had come between David and I. I had no idea. So I go to the hospital with him. You know, he looked up at me and he said, oh, you know, few choice words and blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, how you doing, David? He said, well, I'm not going to make it, but I know I'm saved. I know I'm on my way to heaven. I said, well, i got to ask you something. I said, you know, we talked to him about his salvation. Miss Guppy was there, and, and we talked to him. David, you know that you're saved. Yep, yep, I know I'm saved. He said, I haven't lived the way that I should. I said, Fine. okay, good. I said, now let me ask you, what happened between you and I? For years, he carried this. His mom passed away in, in the mid-90s. And we had a big day at church. I drove a bus. I taught Sunday school. I'm on staff there. So you just didn't miss on big days. So I couldn't make it to his mom's funeral. But I came three days later. But David was passed out and didn't know that I was even here. His dad told me, he said, Tuffer's in the back back there. He said, good luck getting him awake. But I came to see him. And I told him, I said, David, I came. I said, I didn't come to the funeral, but I came. I was here. I said, but you were so drunk, you couldn't wake up. I said, ask you. Well, you couldn't, but his dad's already gone. I said, but your dad should have told you that I was here. And I said, you hated me for years. And not even got the right story. But folks, sometimes we do the same thing with God. There's something that gets in between us. And we don't ask God to search my heart. Lord, what's in here that has separated me from you? Lord, I want to know what has happened. And that's what blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. We have to have a pure heart. There can't be sin between us and God for God to bless us. I got to hurry. Verse number nine, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of, the, of, of God. That's being peacemakers. And then verses, I want to finish up. In verse number 10 down through verse number 11. I'm sorry, 12. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sakes, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when man shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad. For great is your reward in heaven for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. There's a 
like I said, there's going to come a time in, in your life you're going to have to take a stand. If, you know, it doesn't, you take a look around the world today, there's going to come a time when you're going to have to take a stand for God. Do I believe what this book says? Do I believe that the Lord Jesus Christ saved me? I belong to Him. When things turn south and it comes time, are you a Christian? Because you may, you know, you're going to suffer persecution. You're a Christian. We've got this, and I'm just, there's a concentration camp over here. You tell me that you're a Christian, that's where you're headed. You're a Christian? Mm, we're not going to give you, and, and, but I'm not saying this hat, I'm just saying it could. You're a Christian? Mm-hmm. You go to that church? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. We're going to cut your electricity off. You're not going to have electricity because you're a Christian. Are you going to stand? Or are you going to say, no, 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 I'm not a Christian. Leave my electricity on. And I'm, I'm just being halfway facetious. But, see, God is saying, in verse number 12, can we get, can we get to that point? Rejoice. And it doesn't say be glad. It says, and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Last thing, and I'm see, in verses 3 down through verse number 9, if you count those, there's 81 words there talking about blessed, blessed are the poor, blessed are the mourn, that mourn, blessed the meek, blessed that hunger, blessed the merciful, blessed the pure in heart, blessed are the peacemakers. There's 81 words in there in those eight verses. Is it eight? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Ah, I got my math right today. There's 81 verses in there. Uh, 81 words. But in from 10 down through verse number 12. There's almost as many words. There's 62 words in those last three verses. So there's a lot more emphasis that God's putting on these last three because there's more, you know, he's, he's, there's more here. In the first eight verses, there's 81 words. But in the last three, in the first, you know, if you kind of figure out what, and there's eight verses, so there's 10 words per verse. If you kind of average it out, in the last three, there's 60, so there'll be 20 words in each verse. Twice as much talking about blessed, look at verse number 10. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sakes, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Yes, he gave us examples of blessed, 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 blessed. But he also said in the last three verses here, blessed are you that are persecuted. We may face a time in, here in America where we're persecuted for being a Christian, for believing this word. But see, he spent more time telling us in those three verses about being persecuted than he did in the other eight about telling about being meek, being poor, being merciful, being hungry. So God understands that we may, be going, we may go through some persecution, but he also told us, 
Hey, I've given you more words. I've given you more of the book. And just those three verses right there about people talking about you, people calling, you know, falsely accusing you. But verse number 12. Have we, I, I, I haven't. But verse, can you say rejoice and be exceeding glad because we're being persecuted? Let's go. We, we, we knock on the door. Hey, I'm from Victory Baptist Church. I'm here to ask you, look, if something happened to you, do you know where you would spend eternity? Hey, Bible Thumper, get off my porch. Don't ever come back. Okay. We think that's persecution. Don't ever come back to my house again. Next time you come back to my house, I'm going to whip you from here to the, where the bus stops out there to pick up the kids. I don't want to hear about the Lord Jesus Christ ever again on this front porch. You understand me? But sir, if you die today, do you know you're going to heaven? I told you to get off my property. I said, I understand. But I want to know... If you die today, are you going to heaven? The guy told me, he said, get off, my port, get off my property. He said, like I said, next time you come and you ask me about that, I'm going to whoop you from here to the street. And it's pretty good ways. And I didn't want to take that much of a whooping. But we kept picking up his daughter. Day, week after week after week. He's putting a motor in a car. And I went over and I gave him, I said... Sir, if you'll do this and this, it'll make it a whole lot easier. You're a mechanic? No, but I know how to do things. A couple weeks later, he got saved. See, are we going to suffer the person? And that wasn't persecution. You know, I knocked on the door, a man's door, and I was talking to the young lady. And I said, I just have one question. If something happened to you today, do you know you're going to heaven? And that dad grabbed that door out from behind. He came out from behind the door, and I mean, fire's coming out of his eyes. And I thought, oh, no. He said, don't you ever come back to my house again. He said, my daughter was just murdered last month. And he said, you come and knock on my door and ask my daughter that's living if she's going to go to heaven. I said, do you understand what you've done to us? No, sir. I said, all I was doing is asking if she knew... If she died today, where would she spend eternity? And he said, I, if I ever see you again, I'm going to whip you. Don't you ever come back to my house again. But I don't know the time frame, but some time had passed by, and I was going down the same street, and my mind is thinking, stop and go knock on the door. Stop, go knock on the door. You're going to get a whip, and, you know, he's, he's already told you he's going to whip you. Stop, go knock on the door. You're going to get a whipping. So I sent my wife. <laughs> I went and knocked on the door. The dad came to the door. You know... When I told you that last time, he said, somebody else came by later on. He said, we're going to church. No, we didn't come to your church, but we're going to church over here. And I got saved. See, sometimes persecution, we don't like it. But God said, blessed are those that are persecuted. 
Am I re- did I rejoice exceedingly that I may be getting whipped because I'm going to knock on somebody's front door? Did I get exceedingly joyful when dogs got after me because I'm, they let the dogs out because I'm coming to visit? No, that's not when you, you know, that's hard to get excited about when they've sent their dog after you because you're, you know, they, they know you're there for the church. But see, folks, blessed. Happy. Are we happy? Father, thank you for the evening. Lord, I pray now that.